let's let's stand this morning for the reading of the Word of God. If we could do that this morning, if we could stand. I want to read James chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and then I'm going to read verse uh, 10 to you. If you got your Bible, or they're on the screen. If not, and, um, and folks, before I even read the Scriptures, I want you to know that... Um, I don't share this with you this morning because uh, I think it's some area that I've mastered or, or that I'm even good at, that I, that I don't need work. I, I need as much work as anybody in this area that we're going to talk about this morning. And I just, I'm thankful that God's a, a patient God. He's a long-suffering God. He just keeps on loving us and keeps on working in our lives, and I'm thankful for that. So just know that right up front before we ever get into the, the message this morning. But James chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. It says, And he gives grace generously, as the Scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then verse 10 I think we got verse 10 there. I got it right here. Okay, thank you guys. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Let's pray. Jesus, I love you. Lord, I do thank you for an opportunity to spend time in your word and spend time with your people. But Lord, I do know this. If your Holy Spirit doesn't come, it'll just be a lecture and there will be no fruit and of no effect. So Lord, I, I just pray your Holy Spirit would direct my words. God, just use me as a broken vessel. And Lord, that maybe we can gain from your word this morning. I love you and I praise you. And I ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Again, folks, thank you for being here. I want to talk to you for, for just a few minutes about this subject. Choosing to be blessed. Choosing to be blessed. I, I heard about a, um, a lady that decided that she wanted to be blessed. A, a young man was walking through a supermarket to pick up a few things, and, and he noticed an older lady staring at him, and, and she followed him through the store, and, and just as he was about to go up to the cash register, uh, the lady stepped up in front of him, and, and, and she said, pardon me, I, I, I'm sorry if, if I've made you uncomfortable by staring, but you look so much like my son that I, I just recently lost, and, and um, I, I, I'm sorry, but... And, he, and the guy says, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do for you? And she said, well, there is one thing. As, as I'm leaving, would you just simply say, goodbye, mother? Just, just, just say goodbye, mother. That would make me feel so much, much better. And the guy said, sure, I, I'll be glad to do that. And as the older woman was leaving, and about to go out the door, he, he called out, goodbye, mother. And as he stepped up to the checkout counter, he laid his three items down. He looked at the register, and the guy asked him for $127.50. The guy says, you got to be kidding. How can that be? i got three items. Clerk replied, your mother said you'd pay for hers. So, <laughs> I guess that's one way to get blessed. I don't know that I'd recommend it, but... According to the Word of God in the Scriptures that we, we, we've looked at this morning, there, if you and I want to experience God's best, if we want to be blessed, and folks, I, I hope that's you. I, I, it's certainly me. I want to experience God's best in my life. I want to be blessed of God, and, and I believe you do too. But if we want to, to live that kind of life, there's something that God is looking for in my heart when He looks into my life. There's something that, that he's looking for. 
And if, when it's there, when he sees that in our life, he, he opens a door of blessings in our life. He, he's able to favor us and work in a supernatural way in our lives. But also, folks, when he doesn't, when he doesn't find it, uh, it, it the Bible says that he even opposes us and, and he withdraws his best from us. What is that that's that so vital to enjoying God's best? What, does the, uh, what opens the door for God's blessings in my life and in yours? According to God's, God's Word, one of the keys to being blessed in our lives is humility. It's humility. Luke 1, verse 52 says this, He has brought down rulers from their thrones and raised up the humble. Matthew 23 and verse 12 says this, Whoever makes himself great will be made humble. Whoever makes himself humble will be made great. The Bible says, the, 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 uh, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. God's words, clear. If, if we humble ourselves, he will bless our lives. If we humble ourselves, if he finds a heart of humility, he takes notice. And, and he shows supernatural favor in the lives of those who are willing to humble themselves before him, who, who want to develop a heart of humility. He promises to raise us up, to promote us, to work powerfully on our behalf when he finds a heart of humility. So I want to share with you this morning three observations about humility. And again, folks, listen. This is something that I, I, I ask God to help me with on a regular basis. It's not anything that I've mastered whatsoever. It's an area of my life I know God looks for. And I ask him to help me to develop a, a humbleness and a humility in my life and in my heart because I know that's what he's looking for. And I know that pleases him, and I know it opens the door for him to work in my life. Three observations about humility real quick, quickly this morning. The first is the decision of humility. The decision of humility. Rick Warren of, of Saddleback Church in California writes this. He says, humility is a choice. It's total dependence on God. It's not denying your strengths. It's being honest about your weaknesses. Humility, and I love this definition, is the best definition I've ever saw about, about humility, of, of humility. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's not beating yourself up. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's simply thinking of yourself less. It's simply thinking of yourself less. See, the wonderful thing, folks, the wonderful thing about, about being blessed of God is, is we have a say-so in it. We have a say-so because humility is a choice. Humility in my life and in your life is a choice. It's a choice that, that we make. Now, listen, um, I understand it's, it's also a challenge, okay? And uh, it's, uh, it's a challenge more for some than others. Um, but, but because, folks, we're born with a sin nature. We're born with a sin nature. We, we're born with a, with a, a self-centeredness, a, a, natural, a natural progression towards being, being selfish. And, and, you know, you don't have to teach a baby to say, mine. You, you don't have to do that. 
You don't have to teach them to, to be selfish. It's, we're born with a sin nature. Did you know that 86% of the time we're thinking of ourselves? 86% of the time we think of ourselves. Humility is a, a series of choices we make every day, choices to put God first and others ahead of ourselves. Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, and this is a New Living Translation, says this, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. That's, that's what humility is. It's, it's taking an interest in others. It's an intentional decision to die to self. And folks, dying, dying's painful. Dying to self is painful. It doesn't come natural. So what am I saying? We'll need the help of God to develop humility within our hearts and lives. And I want to talk to you about that in just a few minutes. We, it doesn't come natural. But folks, every time we make a decision to put God first, to, to get our focus off of ourselves, to, to, to bless other people, to, to be interested in what they're going through and what, what, what their needs are, every time we do that, every time we make that choice, we're choosing humility. We're, we're choosing humility and we're opening the doors for God to work in a supernatural way in our own lives. See, in essence, we're, we're choosing to be blessed. We're choosing to be blessed. So not only the decision of humility, there's a second thing, and I want to camp out here for just a few minutes, and that is the de development of the humble. The development of the humble. You might say, well, Brother Darrell, I, I want God's blessings in my life. I, I want, you know, how can I develop humility in my life? How, how can I develop a humble heart that will allow God to bless me the way he promises he will in his word? If it's something that I have to be intentional at making a part of my life, what are some things I need to keep in mind? Let's think about a few of those this morning. First, I think, folks, we got to recognize our source. we got to learn to recognize our source. What do you mean? One of the most important things in order to, to grasp, grasp what, what helps us to, to develop a humble heart is to recognize, folks, that God is our source. God is our source for everything. Isaiah 26, verse 12 in the NIV says this, Lord, you established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. For us, Acts 17 and 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. It's God working in us. Philippians 2 verse 13 says this, Because God is working in you to help you want to do and be able to do what pleases him. And then John chapter 15 verse 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. What does it say? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. God is our source for everything. Not Delta Airlines, not Georgia Power, not the government, not the bank. God is our source for it all, for everything. 
Folks, when we really begin to understand that, when we really begin to, to know and, and believe in our heart, deep in our heart, that God is our source for everything, it'll bring some humility to our heart. We'll understand where the credit belongs. We'll understand who it is that's blessing us, who it is that's providing for us, who it is that's protecting us, who it is that's working favorably in our lives. It's not us, it's Him. It's all from Him. He is our source. And folks, I, I'll just say this. It, it's a dangerous thing to rob God of his glory. It's a dangerous thing to begin taking credit for something God's doing in our lives. He's a jealous God. And he, he deserves the glory for all that he does, all that he blesses us with, all that he works in our lives. Folks, we have nothing that God hasn't given. Not one thing. We've, we've done nothing apart from him. And we are nothing without him. He is our source. If we're going to brag, it better be about him. Amen? He's our source. Not only does God, do we need to recognize that God's our source, but secondly, we may need to reevaluate our priorities reevaluate our priorities. If we really want to develop a, a humble heart, a, a humility in our lives, it might take some honest evaluation of our priorities. And this, if we're honest with ourselves, can be a painful process. It can be. Uh, a few checks po checkpoints that, that, that I need to look at in my own life. First, how's my prayer life? And I, I heard a statement just a few days ago that just really resonated, and I thought, wow, you know, how's my prayer life? If God answered the prayers I'm praying today, would it change anyone's life but my own? If God answered the prayers that I'm praying today, would it change anyone's life but my own? Who are we praying for? Who are we praying for God's blessing to be on? Who are we praying to, to work in a supernatural way in their lives. Secondly, you know, how's my giving? You know, am I faithful to give to God what he asks? Do I give to others? Am I generous to others with, of my time, of my talent, of my treasure? Do I seek to bless others? Another checkpoint may be when we're looking at our priorities, how, and, and we don't think about this often, at least I don't, how are my dreams? How are my dreams? Do, do, do they include blessing others? And a good question would be, if my dreams come true, would it make anyone else's life better? If my dreams come true, would it make anyone else's life better? Folks, that's the kind of dreams God wants to see fulfilled in your life, ones that are going to be a blessing to somebody else. He always has somebody else in mind when he gives us those dreams. And then fourthly, how about this? And, and this one hurts. Um, how's my schedule? How's my schedule? Is God's house a priority or a possibility? Is, and, and a huge question we ought to ask every day of our lives. Is there margin for those I love? Am I making sure there's margin for those that I love? Is there time? And do, on a do I on a regular basis be still and know that he's God? Folks, it matters. Our priorities matter. And I, I'll just say this. Our priorities will reveal our level of humility. 
our priorities will reveal our level of humility. We may need to take an honest look on a regular basis at our priorities, as painful as that can be, and ask the Lord to help us to get them in the order that he would have them to be in. Is, is God first? And are we, uh, are we intentional about blessing others? Thirdly, real quickly, we, in order to develop humility and, and, a, and a humble heart, we, um, we need to reaffirm others often. We need to reaffirm others often. Romans 12, verse 15 in the NIV says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11 in the NIV says this, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. One of the greatest ways to cultivate humility in our lives is to be intentional about being a blessing to others on a regular basis. Getting our eyes off ourselves, patting others on the back, encouraging them, lifting them up. Folks, we ought to set out every day to compliment others and do it genuinely. I heard about a, um, a lady who was uh, standing in front of the mirror. She's getting dressed to go out and eat with her husband. She's standing in front of the mirror. And uh, as she was looking into the mirror, she turned to her husband and said, Honey, do, do I still have that, that same hourglass figure that I had when we first met? And the guy looked up, and, and he thought for just a moment, and then he had a light bulb. He said, honey, you sure do. The hourglass just holds more sand. So, <laughs> guys, I would not suggest that as a way to reaffirm your wife. I wouldn't do that unless you want to sleep somewhere else tonight. Celebrate others' accomplishments. See, folks, I, I think we weep well together. I think we, we, we come together and we love on each other and we, we lift each other up when we're going through difficult times. But, folks, I don't know that we rejoice well together. I think we could, I think we could learn to rejoice better together, meaning when God blesses someone or he does something good in their lives, rejoice with them, congratulate them, and, and spend, spend time you know, bragging on them and what God's doing in their lives. Folks, there's no place in the heart of a believer for jealousy. And, and, and we sure can't expect God's blessings in our lives if we allow jealousy to come in. And folks, that, that, that ought to start at home. We, 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 ought to be, we ought to be encouraging our spouse. I, I could, oh my goodness, I could do such a better job of that. My wife is so much better of an encourager to me than I am to her. And I say that with a broken heart because that needs to change. But it ought to start at home. It ought to go to our workplace. It ought to go to, to, to our friends, our family. Folks, it pleases God when we reaffirm others, when we encourage others. It pleases God when we seek to just to, just to lift them up, to pat them on the back, give them the credit. And not only does it please him, and because it pleases him, it opens the door for his blessings in our own lives as well. Reaffirm others. Recognize your source. Reevaluate your priorities. Reaffirm others often. Uh, there's something else I think we can do that, that will help us to develop um, humility, and, and that is take responsibility for your mistakes. Take responsibility for 
your mistakes. Two of the greatest words that develop humility in my life and in yours are to learn to simply say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because by the way, folks, we all mess up. There's going to be times when you're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to do the wrong thing. I'm going to mess up. So, folks, we need to learn to say, I'm sorry. We need to learn to say, you know, I, I was wrong. I, 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 I wasn't, I shouldn't have did that. I, I, I'm sorry. To, to develop humility in, in our lives, we've got to, to learn those two words. Some, uh, you know, and, and I, I do believe sometimes we limit God's work in our lives because we, we just simply get caught up in the blame game. We get caught up in the blame game. Folks, nobody wins in the blame game. Nobody wins in the blame. Well, I, I know what they did to you. I, I understand that. And it's terrible. But until you learn to forgive, until you learn to, to get past that blame, and start, stop trying to put all the blame somewhere else and, and be willing to take some of it on ourselves and say, I'm sorry, we'll never get past it. We'll never be able to, to, to receive God's blessings and live the kind of life God wants us to live. Take responsibility for your mistakes. Proverbs 15, verse 32 says this. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Humility is about admitting when we're wrong, learning to say, I'm sorry. And let me just say this, folks. If in your marriage relationship or any other relationship that you have, if, if you're going to have harmony, you're going to have to have humility. If you're going to have harmony, you're going to have to have humility. Take responsibility for your mistakes. I, and again, folks, I, I need work there. And then, and then E, lastly here, um, recommit to serving. In order to develop a, a humble heart, a humility in your life, it might mean recommitting to serving. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8 says this. If your relationships with one, in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Verse 7 says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Folks, Jesus is our example of humility and a servant's heart. Matthew 20, verse 28 the NIV says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus, again, is our greatest example of humility. He chose to be a servant. He didn't come to be served. Serve. He came in order to serve. You know, folks, you know, to develop humility in my life and in your life, folks, we got to commit to serving. we got to be willing to serve the Lord by serving his people. And write this down. It, it, it may be convicting, but write this down. Save people, serve people. Save people, serve people. If we're believers, if we're following Christ, remember, he's our greatest example. What did he choose? He chose to serve. He chose to be a servant. He humbled himself 
and became a servant, even to the point of going to the cross. And just as I said earlier, what an honor it is to serve the Lord in any capacity. Folks, what a wonderful church you have to serve the Lord in. Wonderful people. There's so many opportunities here to serve. So many ministries here to get involved in. That's why we've, we stress and we talk about this next steps. Uh, the, we have a, a, a kiosk at our welcome center, and we have a class that you can go through called Next Steps that will help you to learn what your spiritual gifts are, learn how God shaped you, and then you'll find out all the ministries that are here at Rock Springs to get involved in, and we help you to get plugged in to one of those ministries and begin serving. Folks, you will not find significance in your life until you start serving. It won't happen. And folks, one of the greatest ways to develop humility in our lives, because serving is about taking our eyes off ourselves. It's about serving other people. We serve the Lord by serving other people. And that helps develop humility in our lives. And then, the, then F, the last thing in order to develop humility in our lives and, and develop a humbleness in our heart, and I think this is the most important, is to realize you need the Holy Spirit's help. Realize you need the Holy Spirit's help. If you and I are to develop humility in our lives, we'll need to root out the pride, and we'll need the Holy Spirit to help us. Proverbs 16 and 18 says this, pride leads to destruction. A proud attitude brings Ruin. I, I love the, this verse in the, in the message paraphrase. It says this, First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Pride destroys relationships, but humility is an antidote to pride. Humility it builds relationships. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3 and 8, Live in harmony, be sympathetic, love each other, have compassion, and be humble. How are you and I to grow in humility? It, it happens by letting the Holy Spirit begin to control our thoughts, control our, our, our hearts, control our attitudes. And, and this is a good one. Control our reactions. We need His help. The fact is, the closer we grow to the Lord, the more humble you and I will become. The closer we walk with the Lord, the more humble you and I will become. He has to do a supernatural work in our hearts and lives through His Spirit for us to develop humility and the humbleness that He's looking for in our lives. The closer the walk, the more humble the heart. In the natural, we, again, we'll be bent towards self-seeking. We'll be bent towards uh, self-centeredness will be bent towards looking out for number one. That's why we need God's help through His Holy Spirit in order to develop humility in our lives. It's only by the power of His Spirit that you and I can develop humility in our lives. Folks, we need His Holy Spirit. We can't live this Christian life without His Holy Spirit. We, we, we won't come near a humble heart without His Holy Spirit. We need to ask His Holy Spirit to help us, fill us, empty us of ourselves in order for us to develop a humble heart. Well, we've saw the decision of the humble. We've talked about the development of the humble. 
and I want to finish for just a moment with, this, with lastly, the, the delight of the humble. The delight of the humble. There's a verse in the Word of God I know you have read, have heard, probably had, had uh, heard sermons uh, many times, but we, 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 we run through it and we really don't, don't, don't think, I, I believe, so much about what God is trying to relay to us through it. But this verse is, it simply says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Do you know what I think God's saying here? I think He's saying to, to, to me and to you, you're looking for joy, you're looking for fulfillment, happiness. You're looking for pleasure in everything and everyone else. But if you will humbly turn to me, if you'll learn to enjoy me, if you'll trust me that my way is the best way, stop trying so hard to bless yourself, promote yourself, satisfy yourself, I will bless you in ways you never imagined. See, the key to a blessed life is to learn to humble ourselves before God. Live our lives for an audience of one. Seek to put him in the spotlight, not ourselves. Live our lives for him, to please him, to trust him, to bless us instead of striving to bless ourselves. See, folks, I, I'm convinced God wants to bless you. I, I'm convinced he wants to bless me. I, I'm convinced his word's true. He wants to get us to give us, he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. But it'll only happen if we learn to put him first, to, to humble ourselves before him, to delight ourselves in him. I think we spend so much time, folks. I think we spend, spend so much time I think I spend too much time trying to bless myself when God can do such a better job at it. Such a better job at it. He said, delight yourself in me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Choosing him, choosing others, is choosing humility. And choosing humility is choosing to be blessed. The delight of the humble is to be a delight to the Lord and his people and always results in his blessings. See, folks, we have a, we have a choice. I hope we'll all learn to choose to be blessed. We do that by developing humility in our lives. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then see, you simply must confess 
your sins to him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.